It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Unfortunately, Chicago can't fleece the Panthers twice in one day. They came close to it, had a two-goal lead, coughed it up, tied it up late, had a few chances in overtime, but at the end of the day, this one goes to the Florida Panthers as Florida picks up its first win against the Hawks this year, their third straight win, and they get closer in their playoff hunt, improving to 33-27-6 and on the season. The Hawks will have one more chance to pick up a win on this road trip, but it'll have to come against the mighty Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 9.30 tonight, recapping this 4-3 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers. Let's head on over to the FLA Live Arena, though, and bring in Troy Murray, who's been helping us out with his in- insight, been on the call with John Wideman tonight. And Troy, we kept talking about it, waiting to see when the Florida Panthers were going to come and fight back. They had that effort in the second period, but it came a little bit stronger in the third. They caught a few breaks and were finally able to cash in on a few of their opportunities. I give Florida credit. They didn't quit. They they found a way to, to get into their game a little bit more. Uh, I thought it was a very uninspired first 20 minutes, but give Blackhawks credit uh, where credit is due. They, they played a solid 20 minutes. They just didn't allow Florida to get any flow into their game, took the emotion out of the building. Um, but you could kind of sense it coming a little bit. Uh, the push came, and, and they were able to score that first one, then score the power play goal. And, you know, then you, uh, they, they were kind of off to the races, took the lead. But uh, give credit to the Blackhawks. They battled back. They got the goaltender on the bench. They didn't quit. A minute 44, Seth Jones just set it up being behind his own net. They kind of did a reset there, got some new players on the ice, and that group of guys able to put it behind the goaltender, Sergei Bobrovsky, get a point out of this one, force the issue. A couple great opportunities for the Hawks in overtime, just not able to capitalize. Yeah, I'm definitely starting to take a mental note on some of these games. Uh, this one kind of reminds me of the road game in Ottawa where the Hawks are down by two goals in the third period, late in the third period, and you know, ready to finish a road trip out in Canada winless. I mean, it would have been very easy for them to just kind of give up on this one, but they didn't. And it's Cole Gutman, a guy who we've been a big fan of ever since he came up from Rockford. I mean, this is still a very resilient group, no matter where they are in the standings. Yeah, and it, and it's a good learning curve for some of these young guys to be in these situations, to learn how you lose a lead, learn how you battle back, how you, you don't quit into a game. And, you know, for Luke Richardson, there's going to be some things that he wasn't happy about in the, in the game against Detroit. He says wasn't good enough for the NHL, needed to be better. Uh, you know, again, you're going to find a lot of fault in this game, but at the same time, you you want to build on some of the positives that, that happened in this game. Cole Gutman has been, as you mentioned, uh, a great addition. He works hard. He's not a big guy, but he doesn't quit. He's got points in consecutive games now. You you, you like the fact that Boris Kachuk broke out of a little bit of a dry spell. Radish did it last game. Um, you know, so there is some good good things to, to look upon. I you know, Blackhawks lose this game. They lost the game in Detroit, but Staylock played great in Detroit. Morazic played great in this game tonight. Certainly, you can't point any fingers at the goaltender over 40 shots in both of those games. So Blackhawks got to tighten it up defensively, but a lot of good things happening. And for a young guy like Lucas Reichel to be a part of it, be, be, be out on the ice in a six on five in the NHL in a meaningful game to the Florida Panthers. Uh, those are valuable minutes. Those are valuable experiences that you can learn and, and uh, move forward with. 
I'd say with Philip Roos, too, right? I know you were big on him the last time he was here. Um, he didn't even get a, a chance to play the last road trip that he was on, but it looks like him coming up here tonight, just kind of picking up where he left off, no? I, I, I like the way that he plays. He's, he doesn't get phased by anything. He's not a, a young rookie. He's 24 years of age. This is his 16 game of the season. You know, he when he got sent down, he wasn't upset about it. Nobody wants to get sent down. Nobody's happy about it. But at the same time, he understood what was going on. He wanted to go down rather than go back home and and play uh, overseas. He wanted to stay here. He wanted to learn the North American game on the North American size rink. So give him a lot of credit to be in a position where he's played well down there. Give him that opportunity to come up here in the absence of Connor Murphy and. You know, I, I, I've liked this game all season long. I liked what I saw in the prospect camp. I like what I saw in preseason. He's been good. How far is the flight from, what is it, sunrise to, to Tampa? I don't know. An hour. Oh, okay. That's not no, too John, bad. John, no, 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 I stand corrected. <laughs> of course, John knows exactly what it is. It's 45 minutes. He's telling me, okay, I'm saying, you know. 45 minutes and 45 36 minutes. seconds, yeah, probably. It's, it's, not, it's not far. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, short commute for you, and uh, end of a road trip. It's going to be a tough one tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, but again, if this team can bring that same type of effort, I mean, they're just looking for a competitive game, and we've seen what they can do against very good teams. So you know, no reason to think that they can't come out with that type of effort tomorrow. Yeah, and, and you, you look at where Tampa has, has been as far as their game. It hasn't been great. They've struggled a little bit. They're trying to find it, and it's going to be a meaningful game to them. And it's going to be another good challenge for some of the guys in the matchups that will be expected in this game, going up against a team that uh, you know has a good chance to, to take another run at a Stanley Cup. So you know those are valuable opportunities for these young guys to learn. Absolutely. Well, Troy, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your 45-minute plane flight over to Tampa. Don't don't spend it all in one place. You know. I hear you. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll help you out because you don't know where you're going with that. Yeah, no, I don't. That, that happens from time to time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> More often than not over here. All right, Troy, thank you very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Joe. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman. Uh, on the call tonight over in Sunrise, Florida. Hawks fall to the Panthers 4-3 to in overtime. Yeah, sometimes you just uh, get lost in your own thoughts. But, you know, this this game kind of threw me for a loop because you know we were thinking about mapping out a long post-game show because it looked like the Hawks were going to get finished up in regulation. But good on Cole Gutman and good on this Blackhawks team for stretching it out to an overtime contest. Again, this this is a resilient group. This is a team that doesn't just roll over and die no matter the score, no matter the situation. They they uh, bring it there all for pretty much all 60 minutes. And I, I, I don't care if, if people are thinking that that is just pumping positivity into another loss. Because, again, this is the first year of a rebuild. There's a lot of value in losses. And I think if there's no greater example of having value in losses than looking at the Chicago Bears today, the city is just elated with the situation that the Bears are in. And, and why? Because they have the number 1 overall pick, and it sets sets them up for not only next year, but the next couple of years now because of what that value of a number 1 overall pick gets you. And that is something that the Blackhawks are going for right now. The best way to obtain that is by having the least amount of points in the NHL. 
And uh, sometimes that's just the way it goes. But it's not like the players are rebuilding. It's not like the coaching staff is rebuilding. They are building. They are trying to develop a good culture and develop a, a camaraderie inside the locker room and throughout this core of the team, whatever the core of the team is. I mean, Jared Tenorti was wearing an A on his sweater today. The three guys wearing A's were Seth Jones, who's been wearing it all year long, Tyler Johnson, who has been wearing it more often uh, since Patrick Kane had been traded, and then Jared Tenorti. How many games has he played this year? Here, I got the number right in front of me. Jared Tenorti, 33 games as a Chicago Blackhawk. He's wearing an A today. That's that's how much turnover that this roster has had this year. And, you know, I, I, I poke fun in jest. Jared Tenorti's has become a leader on this team because of the tough guy attitude he brings each and every night and, and the physicality that allows so many teammates to just feel more comfortable and more confident out on the ice knowing that they've got him to protect them. Uh, another reason why Jerry Tenorti was wearing an A on his sweater today, Connor Murphy not with the team right now, dealing with some family issues. So uh, hopefully everything is as best as it can be in the Murphy world. But uh, tonight... Hawks moved to 0-1-1 on this road trip. They got ahead 2-0 against a good Florida team. They held on to that lead all the way into the third period. As Troy had mentioned, you were waiting for the Panthers to have that fight back. It eventually came, three unanswered goals. But then Cole Gutman kind of flipped the script on them, tying the game up. Cole Gutman's first road goal uh, of his NHL career with the Hawks. And then a lot of good chances in overtime, too. If the Hawks came away with two points tonight... With an overtime victory, wouldn't have been that surprised because they had a good couple of opportunities. Didn't go their way. Uh, pretty amazing backhanded no-look shot coming from Brandon Montour that sealed the deal for the Florida Panthers. But again, this Hawks team is uh, is not going to quit until the final horn is blown. Final horn is sounded, whatever it is. Uh, we've got some sound for you. We're going to hear from Jared Tenorti. We're going to hear from Jujar Kara and Luke Richardson, the Blackhawks head coach. A whole bunch to get to as we break down this 4-3 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. And it uh, looks like we're getting some texts already, so we'll get to those after this break. Hawks fall to the Panthers 4-3 in overtime. You're listening to Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN. Hawks unable to sweep the Florida Panthers in their season series. It's kind of been the trend on this road trip so far. They took down Detroit earlier this year. Fall to the Red Wings on Wednesday. They beat the Florida Panthers back in October this season and then fall to them in overtime tonight over the FLA Live Arena. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 9.30 tonight here on 720 WGN. I want to get to some of your texts. and If you'd like to call or text 312-981-7200, this one coming from the 463 area code. Despite being in a rebuild, the Hawks are keeping it entertaining. Do you have any predictions for how the game against Tampa will go? Uh, I agree, 463. Again, this team just continues to stay competitive, continues to keep games tight. And this is another contest where it was a one-goal game. Going into the th- end of the third period, well, obviously they went to overtime, um, but just kind of a a one swing game, right? Anything can happen towards the end of it, and uh, against a good Florida team fighting for a playoff spot, coughed up a two goal lead, didn't get completely down on themselves though. And as far as the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow, look, it's going to be a tall task. 
again, it's it's going to be a tough opponent, a tough environment. The Blackhawks are going to be overmatched, but as long as they continue to bring the same type of start and energy and competitiveness that they have been as of late, they should hopefully keep that game competitive as well. It's also worth noting the Hawks have scored first in their last four games. Um, also against good opponents. They've also scored the first two goals in the last three games. So it's it's not all just fluke, right? They're getting off to good structured starts. They're bringing the right type of energy at puck drop to get things going. And again, you got to credit the coaching staff for making that happen, keeping these guys motivated no matter where they are in the standings right now. Speaking of the coaching staff, let's hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. How would you sum that one up? I thought we had a really good effort. You know, I, I think, you know, maybe near the end of the second, uh, into the third, we had some extended D zone times, caused some penalties. And, you know, I think down to 11 forwards, we're starting to maybe feel a little bit with the pace we're trying to play with tonight. But I thought we frustrated them uh, first half of the game and uh, controlled that part of the game really well. And I, I think just, you know, unfortunate on a couple of plays, uh, you know, a quick, uh, I'm not even sure how that, um, uh, the, I think it was the third goal. Uh, you know, it was just it was just quick and uh, a little bit of a turnover. We thought we had it, and it was in the back. I don't know how we even squeaked through to get to the back of the net, but uh, you know what? They pushed, and we knew they were going to be desperate and push. They're playing for a playoff spot, so uh, I thought we persevered on the six on five and and uh, never gave up. And I think that's been our you know kind of mo all year. And uh, it's really good to see the guys not get discouraged to let a team. Um, you know, climb back into a game and, and take the lead. I thought we stayed composed and calm and, and did the job to get it to overtime, and fortunately they got the bounce. But we had our chances in overtime. You kind of talked this morning about the game plan of trying to spend as much time as possible in the ozone, and it seemed like the first period it worked, but is it just hard to keep it up all game when they can kind of see and adjust? Yeah, we had a few in the second, but I think, uh, like I said, I think there was just, you know, we started to not run out of gas a little bit, but we were, with the pace we were playing at, and I think they, they played better. You know, you give them credit, and uh, they're in a desperate situation, and, and they countered and reacted, and I thought for the most part in the second period, we kept them to the outside and really protected the middle well. Uh, but just a little too much time, and then that exhausts you, and I think the third period we were feeling that. Do you have any update on, on Bjork? Uh, he, he'll be on available tomorrow, but, uh, you know, it was, you know lower body injury, and we'll, we're just going to let it settle and see if he can, you know what I mean, how it feels when we get home and, and kind of reassess it, assess it then. So you have to call someone up probably? Yeah, we'll have to call someone up. So <laughs> I think Rockford's on the road, so we have to try and find them first and then do that tonight. And, and get them there tomorrow. How do you decide to give Tyler and Jared the, the A's? Uh, well, I think Tyler just being a Stanley Cup champion, and uh, he's been a pro for us all year. And Jared's been the same. He's our leader. He, he plays physical. He's in the greatest condition. Um, he's just a, a true pro. So I think, you know, I mean, he's a, a guy that's been around uh, in the league. You know, he's probably 30 or something like that and, uh, and paid his dues. And those guys, uh, you know, I think they... They really drive both ends of the bench, you know what I mean, on the bench vocally, uh, and they keep uh, everybody uh, in check. So I think that's, whether they have an A or not, they are leaders on this team, so it's great to give them that opportunity. For Jared to come in, a waiver claim first week of the season, and miss time here and there, and um, to, to for him to then get to this point where he's wearing an A, is that, you'd like to see that like, for a guy like him? Yeah, no, it's great. He deserves it. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes players a little time and the right uh, opportunity to find their way to, to, to this league. And, you know, he's 
a lot of players probably give up on it by now, and you know that shows the perseverance that he has and the character that he has. So we're lucky to have him. Our three-star selection is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider with your collision repair needs. Visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. All three stars tonight are Florida Panthers, the number three star to Lisa Reinen, who ended up scoring the go-ahead goal for the Florida Panthers in the third period. Matthew Kachuk had an assist on all three of the Florida Panthers' goals in regulation. He's the number two star. And the overtime game-winning goal scored by Brandon Montour, he ends up being the number one star tonight. You might have heard Luke Richardson talking about Anders Bjork not being available tomorrow after he left uh, after the first, or I want to say midway through the first period in this one. That's rough. Definitely like to see what he could bring to the table for this Hawks team. Uh, again, another guy that the Hawks just kind of picked up out of nowhere and uh, really cashed in in that Ottawa game, but um, would just like to see how he can fare with consistency, and it sounds like he's not going to finish this road trip. So the Hawks are going to have to go down to Rockford, per Luke Richardson. And uh, taking a look at what the Rockford Ice Hogs did tonight, they lost to the Grand Rapids Griffins in overtime. Grand Rapids scoring 17 seconds into overtime. Uh, also, just on side note, side news, but also kind of... Uh, incorporating what we're talking about. Luke Philp was just recently signed to the Blackhawks with a two-way contract for next season, so they can move him up and down from Rockford like they did earlier this year. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if he came back up to the Hawks, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see what type of roster move they make for tomorrow. And also, talking about Jared Tenorti wearing the A on his sweater. Uh, Again, you know, just kind of the novelty of it, of the crazy situations that have gone on this year. But credit Jared Tenorti for always being available and always being a team player. So let's hear from Jared Tenorti, who chatted with the media. Uh, well, like I said, the Jews are kind of a back-and-forth game. How would you how would you sum it up? Yeah, I think we, we started the period the way we wanted to. We were moving our feet. I think we were making plays. Um, we were playing a north-south game. And then I think, you know, we just got away from it in the third period. I think we stopped moving our feet. We started watching the play a little bit more, and, and it's going to get you into trouble every time. With as short-handed as you guys are and how much change there's been on defense, how would you assess kind of how the group has come together the past few weeks? I think it's I think it's been solid. I think um, you know we got a lot of guys that know how to play. I think we got a good mix of kind of more stay at home D men and some offensive D men. So um, you know I think the the back end has been pretty solid. I think there's some things we need to clean up. Maybe a little bit of chemistry stuff going on. Um, but you know for the most part I think we're kind of moving pucks the way we need to and giving us a chance. What what kind of things can you do to build chemistry or what's what's the it's just more that? time together really. I think it's more practice time together, more game time together. I think uh, that was the first time I played uh, you know with Z for an extended period of time and I think. You know, we were talking through some things on the bench and, and just stuff like that, just kind of knowing where we're going to be on the ice and where our outs are and things like that. For you to be wearing the A tonight, is what uh, on the team where you weren't even here at the start of the season, what does that kind of mean about um, the, the trust you build here? Yeah, it's a huge honor. I mean, I didn't uh, find out about it until, you know, I got to the rink for, for the game today. Um, you know, it's a huge honor. You know, I think... Uh, you know, whatever happens, you know, the rest of the year, I think I just, you know, want to play my game, bring what I bring, and, and not change too much. When's the last time you wore an A? Um, I don't know, probably in the minors, probably like six years ago. I think I was a captain in Milwaukee for a year, a year and a half or something like that, but it's been a while. So is it, I guess, nice to, to be able to take leadership? Did you do anything, do anything different in terms of vocal or... 
just trying to no I don't think anything yeah. really changes I think I just try and be myself be myself in the room be myself on the ice I think that's you know I think they, they kind of gave it to me for a reason I don't think you really change you know your approach when, when something like that happens so I just want to keep you know staying true to myself and, and try and help the team get some wins Tenorti with three blocks and three hits in this game, just one shot on goal. But again, just such a great team player. A lot of people gravitate towards him and obviously provides that toughness, provides that physicality that this team definitely needs, especially when guys like Connor Murphy aren't here. So uh, great to see Jared Tenorti get rewarded like that, wearing the A, even though it is kind of uh, extreme circumstances, but still a pretty cool moment. We are going to give our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest case is at over 200 locations. To Cole Gutman with the game-tying goal tonight, late in the third period, forced overtime, his fourth goal with the Blackhawks, his first on the road, but just being at the right spot at the right time, really liked how the Blackhawks were hungry for a goal in that situation, just throwing pucks towards the net, trying to create things, trying to make things happen, and Gutman not giving up on the play and just swatting his stick at it, getting it in there for uh, a game-tying goal, give the Hawks some extra life, an opportunity to pick up two points, but they only pick up one in this 4-3 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers. Let's hear from the newest Blackhawk that's going to get married. He got he and his now fiance uh, just got engaged over the weekend, I believe. So let's hear from Jujar Kara. Kind of a back and forth game. How would you sum it up? Yeah, I thought uh, our first two periods were pretty good. I think they they took it to us the second half of the second period, but I thought we. We defended well. I didn't get much uh, in the in the middle there, but uh, third period they they brought it on. But um, you know, good, good on us for not giving up and folding under and getting a, a late one to tie it up. What does it kind of say to, that you guys were able to recover from that and tie it up? Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's a it's a learning process for for everyone. So um, you know, for us to do that, I think that gives us confidence going into uh, games whatever for the rest of the season just if we're in that situation again you know we've we've done it and uh we know we're capable of doing it it's frustrating to not still end up with a win out of that big time um you know i thought we battled hard um sometimes it doesn't work out in your favor but um you know you take the positives from that we got we have a game tomorrow to make up for it and um yeah it it sucks losing uh, no matter what the situation is but um you know we got to bounce back tomorrow we don't have too much time to think about it so good night for jared tenorti he had a couple of rather for jujar kara jujar kara with a couple of assists tonight uh, two points total so he was a plus two he had two shots on goal two hits two blocks so also good to see uh, him getting involved more and just the consistency of him continuing to be on the ice as well uh, looks like we did have a call but they just hung up so uh, if you want to try to call back in, 312-981-7200. We're taking you up to 930 tonight. We'll take your calls or your texts. Again, 312-981-7200. We will get to the recap of this one and also talk to you on the phone or via text here on the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. With tonight's overtime loss, the Blackhawks moved to 22-37-6 on the season. They're now 0-1-1 on this road trip. They fall to the Florida Panthers in overtime. Brandon Montour's game-winning goal sealed the deal. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show taking you up to 9.30 tonight. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. 312-981-7200. Ed is in Dallas and uh, seems to be a little frustrated by tonight's loss. Go ahead, Ed. 
Hey, just disappointed, uh, Joe. I, I, my son and I were checking the score. We saw it uh, the second intermission. It was two nothing. We're like, hey, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the third. Well, we didn't expect three Panther goals in the third. So, okay, you you jumped into this game at the beginning of the third period. Uh, at the end of the second, to be fair, yeah, end of the second, we're like, you know, we checked the score. Next thing you know, we were watching, and we're like, oh. Uh, you know, they've got a shot at winning this. A good buddy of mine went to the game with his daughter in um, in Florida. And we were just, you know, I said, you never know. They might, you know, they might pull one out. So, yeah, we were just a little disappointed. It looks like a defensive breakdown in the third, right? Yeah, well, I, I, the other thing was Florida was definitely putting on the pressure the last two periods. Uh, it kind of started in that second period. I mean, they outshot the Hawks 14-8 to in that second period. Yeah, that's not going to get it done. And then, you know, you don't really want to see the game go into overtime if you've got a lead. But, you know, um, is there any way that Mr. Wirtz could bring back Patrick Kane and Max Domi so we could score some more goals? I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. Uh, You said you were watching it with your son, Ed? Yeah, yeah. We're down here in Dallas. I I took my daughter to the Stars-Hawks game uh, two weeks ago, and, boy, that was just phenomenal. Stars thought they tied it at the very end, but it wasn't to be, you know, in the Hawks one. I knew there was zero on the clock, but. You know, we were just hoping in Florida they could pull one out tonight. That was so that was kind of a heartbreaker. You're a Hawks fan in Dallas. Yeah, we actually lived in Los Angeles. We went to many, many Hawks-Kings games. We moved from uh, California to Texas uh, in 2021. But, uh, hey, you know, it's an NHL city. We can still see uh, see the Hawks come to town, so hey, that's always a fun you, time. You became a Hawks fan out in L.A.? Uh, actually, no. I was living in uh, Florida, and uh, I dated a girl from Chicago. And she took me to a Hawks game, and I just fell in love with the game. Plus, we could always get the Hawks games on TV down there. Okay. All right. That yeah. WGN so television? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was called, I think it was a tie-in with Sports Channel. Yeah, it was. Something like Sunshine or Sports Channel Florida, something like that. But back in the day, you could get NHL games on uh, on TV in South Florida, and it was just it was phenomenal. If you were... You know, uh, an aspiring fan, you could always watch the games on TV, not just on the weekends. Well, Ed, yeah, I would definitely categorize you as an aspiring fan to be a Hawks fan in Florida, L.A., and now in Dallas. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite the uh, devotion to a certain team. So, hey, listen, really appreciate the call. Don't be a stranger. Hey, no problem. Uh, hey, and Joe, we're coming up. We're coming up to the Bruins. We're going to see him play the Bruins in Chicago at the U.C. Okay. Well, hey, we're uh, yeah. we're at we're, my son and I are coming up. We're right above section three nineteen. So feel free to come on up early and say hello. All right, all right, Joe. Hey, listen, all the best, go Hawks, and uh, we'll see you. See you when they hopefully hope they can pull one out against the Bruins. We'll see what happens. All right, sounds good, Ed. Thank you very Take much. Care. Have a great night. You too. Care, that that is Ed in Dallas and a big Hawks fan out there down to the Lone Star State. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. This coming from the 708 area code, and I'm just reading this on the fly. Feels like catching Columbus for number 32, and they're talking about the final spot in the NHL standings, is impossible. Really hope we don't finish above San Jose and Columbus and slide two spots in the draft and pick fifth when we endured through this season uh, okay, keeps going on. Luke Richardson has this t- team playing too inspired. While the never quit attitude is nice, this is the one season we can't be having that. Uh, man, really enjoy that text. Uh, Luke Richardson saying that the team is playing too inspired. I don't know if that's a bad thing if your head coach is inspiring your team too much. I get it. I get the whole point of the rebuild, and especially this year with what's available for first, first overall in the draft. But let's remember, it's a lottery, right? 
So the Blackhawks could finish with the ninth worst record in the NHL, and they could still land the number one overall pick. Uh, clearly, that's not the plan. That's not the plan right now, but there's so much that goes into this thing. The front office has this plan to start the rebuild. Luke Richardson's plan, the players' plan, isn't the same. They are trying to fight for a spot. They are trying to prove their worth, whether it's with the Hawks right now or with another team. Um, There's still a whole lot of games to be played, and this is a roster that has had so much turnover since the trade deadline. And now they're losing another guy in Anders Bjork, so it looks like another promotion from Rockford is going to have to happen. Uh, There's still a good stretch of the season. There's uh, still a lot of tough opponents to play. But again, I, I, I don't buy it that it's it's a bad problem to have if your head coach is doing too good of a job inspiring the players in the locker room. Because let me pose this to you. If he's able to do this with a roster that is very weak or can be very weak, What's he going to do with a good roster? How's he going to inspire those guys? Shouldn't you be psyched up for something like that? I would. I mean, that that is just more proof to the point that Luke Richardson has done the right things, is doing the right things, and getting these guys ready as they should be to go on each and every night. Uh, let's send it on over back to the phone line again. John is in Oswego and uh, really liking the play from the Hawks as of late. Is that right, John? Yes, Joe. Uh, I really like their effort. Uh, we're not always getting the results with victories, but yet they're really playing uh, with a lot of inspiration and effort and a lot of structure there, too. And I do think Luke Richardson has a lot to do with that. And I think the Blackhawks are going to turn this around sooner than maybe was thought. I know it's been termed as a rebuild and all, but I think they've got some good players here and they can continue to build on that. And with Brian Campbell in the front office, too, helping Kyle Davidson, I think that's a great attribute to have. And uh, I, I really think the uh, the Blackhawks are going to get this going again uh, in, in the next couple of years. Okay, that, that's quite the optimism. Thank you very much, John. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right. Okay. That, that is John in Oswego, very optimistic Hawks fan. And, uh, yeah, let's elaborate a little bit more on that. We'll see if we can get to the game recap, too. But we do have one more break to get to. Hawks fall to the Florida Panthers 4-3 in overtime. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Wrapping up the Blackhawks postgame show here on 720 WGN. Hawks fall to the Florida Panthers 4-3 in overtime. I'm Joe Brand. just want to get to... The most recent text we got from 708 uh, from a fan a little worried that the Blackhawks might not fall at the bottom stop of the NHL standings to guarantee the best chance for the number one overall pick. Once again, it is a lottery. Nothing's guaranteed, but you do get the best chance of landing the number one overall pick if you do finish with the worst record in the NHL. Right now, the Hawks have 50 points. That includes tonight's overtime loss. They're tied with San Jose, but technically they're behind them because they have a higher winning percentage. San Jose with 50 points as well. The Columbus Blue Jackets with 47 points. I'm looking at both the Hawks and the Blue Jackets' schedules to end the season, and frankly, they're they're pretty similar in terms of competitiveness because the Blue Jackets still face the Sharks, the Ducks, the Canadians, and that's about it. The Hawks still face Vancouver twice and Philadelphia. So 
in terms of teams that are really not in playoff aspirations, that's even. But the quality of competitiveness might give it to the Hawks in terms of the more tougher schedule down the line because the Hawks still have to play Colorado. I guess there's another game against Nashville. Oh boy, and Arizona. I missed that one too. So the thing is, there's still a whole bunch of hockey to be played to end this year. I I really don't think we're going to be scoreboard watching and standings watching until the final week of the season. Uh, And again, the Hawks have just done a great job of staying competitive with teams, keeping these games interesting. It is tough to tell what type of Hawks team we're going to see. I, I think tonight's game and the game against the Red Wings... Two totally different games, and against two totally different opponents, for sure. But, I mean, the Blackhawks were outplayed in Wednesday night's game of the second period against Detroit. They had no business doing anything in that period, really. This period, yeah, they were outplayed by Florida, but they did a better job of weathering the storm. They they, they weren't looking totally overmatched and like, oh, this is, this is surely going to go Detroit's way. Now, granted, Peter Mrazek deserves a lot of that credit. Another stellar night from the Blackhawks goaltending. Hopefully, everything is fine with Alex Stalock tomorrow. He's slated to go against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, uh, out with a stomach bug, so hopefully that's it. But, I mean, heck, the Hawks are still banged up a little bit. Anders Bjork is going to be out for the rest of this road trip. So is Connor Murphy. The Hawks already called up Philip Bruce from Rockford. Now they're going to have to call up somebody else. So it is going to be a little bit of duct tape and bubble gum sticking this thing together towards the end of the regular season. But, like our texter from the 708 area code chimed in, saying, Luke Richardson has this team playing too inspired. I love that. Uh, From the 269 area code, totally agree with the last caller. Great players, great coaching staff. Hawks are going to be fine. A loss means they are being challenged, and that only helps them while trying to grow stronger together as a new team. Wow, how about it? 269. Again, nothing is guaranteed that the rebuild will work, but I do think it provides the best chance for the Blackhawks to build the next successful team. Unfortunately, that's how it works in sports. And again, you want to see a great example? Look at what the Chicago Bears did today. Look at the reaction that the city had today. That's going to do it for this postgame show. Hawks fall to the Florida Panthers 4-3 in overtime. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd. ComEd. Powering business. Powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help we got here at the WGN Studios, our production crew of Ben Anderson and Michael DeLonardis, our engineering crew of Dan Long and Brett Jackson. John Whiteman had the call with Troy Murray out in Florida. I'm Joe Brand. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Dave Plyer. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow as the Hawks visit the Tampa Bay Lightning. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.